the Our Secret Spot podcast. You'll look through the keyhole into Australia's hottest swingers club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Our Secret Spot podcast. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Jess. And we are the founders and owners of Our Secret Spot, which is a swingers club in Sydney, Australia. The podcast today is going to be about... The hottest things that we've seen in the club. Recently. <laughs> Recently, yeah. We decided to try and um, cull it down to in the past three weeks. So these are things that we've seen in January? January. January. January, January. February, yeah. slash, whatever. Yes. Yeah, Pretty things that we've seen of, that we've enjoyed. Yeah, the beginning of 2021. Yeah, getting That's our perv on. <laughs> <laughs> and bringing some positivity back to the swinging lifestyle. Some pos- what do you mean back to? The, did oh, it leave? Of co- no, because of COVID. I felt like it just it dampened oh, yeah. it a little bit last year. And we had the bushfires in Sydney last year around this time as well. So 2021 was starting off with a fresh bang. Fresh bang. Fresh. Yeah. It was a slight dampening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dampening we want, hey? No. Well, hopefully these stories. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe we should stop saying damp. Yes, please stop. I know that people who had the, hate the word moist. I apologise to anybody that has now switched off because of Lawrence. Well, you can't apologise to the people who switched off because they've gone already. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> We're off to a great start. you got to say sorry to the people who, who fucking stuck around for this. Stop swearing. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, shall you start with your hottest story of Our Secret Spot? Well, it's not the hottest story of Our Secret Spot. It's just what I saw. So, it's Ooh. just it's it's hot according to me. So, it's my by my metric. It's hot according to you. Yeah, it's what I enjoyed having a little a little sneaky poo at. So we can launch sneaky straight. Sneaky poo? Yeah. Sneaky, I don't think that's the right word, you is it? <laughs> <laughs> sneaky poo at? So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the story. <laughs> Lawrence? As I said, this is what I saw. So it's just what I found quite interesting. And what, what, What's up, Jess? I just thought of another story. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Loaded it into the memory bank. <laughs> I Can I keep it. going? <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> you should have seen her face. Your <laughs> eyes widen and nostrils flare. You sound like a velociraptor or something. No, it was just like a light bulb moment and my eyes lit up. Not a <laughs> weird child. Anyway, sorry. Okay, Continue so story, story time. Okay, so like I said, this story is just according to me. Uh, what I saw, this particular lovely young lady caught my eye. She was quite my type. <laughs> Ladies, just so you know, Lawrence has a very broad type. So just walk in and give him a, a lovely Female little smile. Female is my type. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give him a flash in your smile and he'll probably be stuck staring at you all night. Yep, that's pretty much how it goes. It's, I'm very easy to manipulate. No, I was going to say easier to please. <laughs> Ladies, yes, he is. And throughout the evening, she was just mostly hanging around the downstairs area, having some drinks and, you know, she'd come up and chat for a little while with me and the other bar staff. Then she'd move off to the dance floor. And what I started to notice was this girl had some skill on the pole, so she could move. And in later conversation, I found out she'd been doing pole for, I don't know, there was a, it was a few years at least, I think. I can't remember if she even said she was an instructor, whatever she was, but she had some skills and she was putting on a lot of shows for the for a lot of people downstairs. So there was a lot of cheering, a lot of woo-wooing. I went up there a couple of times to <laughs> Did have Did you woo-woo? I, <laughs> I silently woo-wooed while you I was silently. pretending to pick up cups. <laughs> oh, the, the good old pretend, hey? <laughs> That's my move. I was like, I, I hold on to two cups. So <gasps> it's like I've it's just thought of a word. You're the lingering Lawrence. 
The lingering Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> With the cups. Okay. Yeah, so I like to hold two or three cups so it looks like I'm actually doing something. Okay, but, so back, back but to the story of the girl. <laughs> but we don't need to know what you're doing. We want to know what this hot girl is doing. She's moving around the pole. She, she, she has all the flicks and moves that, you know, one would like to see a person do on the pole. Floor work. I don't know. what do you, You've done some pole, Jess. What is it called? Like when they... they you, you are using the correct terms. When, when he says I've done some pole work, I've done like three weeks worth. Okay. Like, I'm not, not enough to tell you good techniques, guys. I'm so you sorry. You know, they do the hair flick and then they land on the ground on their knees and they She's basically grinding and popping. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing the sexy moves. The, the ones where you start getting the dollars out and you start chucking them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, someone should be paying this person. Like, <laughs> this, this is too good not to be paid for. But anyway, whatever. I was enjoying the free show. Sort of skipped through forward into the evening and she's coming back and forwards for more drinks, vodka, sodas. And I thought, oh, she was just making it out like she's just happy just dancing and having drinks and just talking to people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, I guess she's not here for play. So sometimes in these groups, people come along and they're new to the club and they're not really interested in actually playing or having sex with people. They're just more there for the social aspect, which is fine. Or and the what exhibitionism. We, yeah. Um, yeah, which is fine, which is what we, we're, we're okay with. And we, we encourage people who are new to it to come along. And if you're not ready to have sex um, or even watch people have sex, just stay on the ground level and just party and have a good night and just be in a friendly, open atmosphere with other people. However, my assumption and guessing of her was proven quite wrong. Later on. So this is probably about the two o'clock in the uh, morning mark when I see it. You're about to say the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like my afternoon. And then we, I waltz upstairs going into the private room and I was actually there intending on doing some cleaning up. There was a group on the back bed in the group playroom. So anyone who knows what the group playroom looks like is you walk in through the corridor, the shower area is just to your back left. There's two large beds uh, in the middle, and then right at the back wall, there's uh, two large beds put together. So there was a group there. I could hear stuff, and people were there doing things. But uh, it wasn't until I got a little bit closer that I realised, hang on, oh, that's that girl from the bowl <laughs> that we've been ta- I've been talking to throughout the evening. And this is just my particular thing. It's not like I'd say this is for everyone. But So she still had on her lingerie. It was basically her heels, some of her stockings, her bra, and she even still had on her... Um, her knickers. However, the knickers had just been pulled slightly down and she was in doggy style. So do you know, you've seen the, the, those videos where girls do beginner, ad, intermediate, expert, sort of arching the back position? Yes. <laughs> you know that one? She was advanced pro to X, X, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, her arch was so deep and low that even Lawrence had to look down. I was like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> Uh, and a lovely young gentleman was pleasuring her from the rear, shall we just say. Oh, how nice of him. Wait, when you say pleasuring, like insertion? Yeah, he was fucking her from behind. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think she noticed me looking. She did sort of look over and see me. She wasn't really particularly interested. (laughs) (laughs) She was probably just observing. Like, I know when either you or me are exhibitionists, I look around and sort of get that little extra high because I'm like, oh, there's somebody else watching. There's another set of eyes. So especially if she's in the heat of the moment. I couldn't tell you half the people that watch me. Yeah. Sex. I just, I see more eyes and I just get more buzzes. Yeah. <laughs> so she had like shooting a uh, Playboy centerfold. She had that, just that perfect form. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I was like, well, if you're shooting like, you know, the porn scene and the <laughs> 80s guy with the mustache comes out and he's like, yeah, baby, get low. 
It looked quite delightful to me. So I mean, that does sound very attractive. Yeah. Because I, I, I do agree with you. I love, I think it's as of late as well, Um, seeing women with those arches. Like, and now I get it, having fucked a few women now with a strap on. Those arches turn you on more than I thought. Because normally I'm always the person who's arching. So mm. I don't get to see my ass basically curved around in this almost love heart shape, correct? Yep. And it's sort of, and especially if your waist tapers in, and you have your like hands wrapped around their waist or their hips. I do get it. Keep, I, keep, keep explaining. Keep explaining. Keep, keep, going, keep explaining man, how it's sort of like you can just like pull them in deeper and slower. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Lawrence just needs to take a five minute break. Um, he'll be back soon. And there's also something. So what I was saying about like when women are wearing their lingerie while having sex, that is a, that is a turn on for me as well. Like sometimes I like them to stay a little bit wrapped. And it's also this is just me and my thing is when. How I said the knickers were on, but pulled down or just to the side is, in my mind, that's like, I'm so turned on right now. I don't have time to take my pants off. Just pull them aside and start fucking me. That's the mentality that I'm thinking is going on. This explains why a lot of my underwear gets destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh. You have to pay for it. (laughs) This makes a lot of sense. Ladies, crotchless underwear are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I like when it's just pulled down just kind of midway through their thighs. It's like, it's it's almost like it... And it it's kind of like slipping it past your butt cheeks. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then it's like, it's almost like a bit of... Um, in know, case somebody walks in on you, you want to slip them up really quickly and be like, oh, I wasn't doing anything naughty, I swear. Yeah, and improvised <laughs> bondage is so it's kind of like keeping your legs Improvise bondage. Well, it's keeping your legs pulled together a little bit as you're trying to spread. Trying to put all your favourite fantasies into one. Bondage, yeah. lingerie... Sexy girls. Sexy. Okay, well, that's a given. All girls are sexy to Lawrence and me, but (laughs) clearly to Lawrence. (laughs) I mean, that's a very attractive story. I actually think I, now that I've listened to the full story, I vaguely remember you coming downstairs and telling me that. Yeah, I could only last about 30 seconds watching because I didn't. Didn't want to be creepy. I didn't want to be too creepy. (laughs) I was just sort of, I I, I watched, I actually picked up a few cups, walked around and then. Actually picked up. So Lawrence does actually work sometimes at the club, guys. Yeah, and then sort of went back and hovered for a a little moment and then just got the fuck out of there. Then totted Right click, save image as in my mind and. Right click, save image. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. I like that story. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to tell a dancing story now, but since my light bulb moment, I might change my story. Go for it. Because um, I feel like your story was quite similar to what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably easier. I just changed mine. Yeah. Um, so my little light bulb moment actually revolves around the dungeon space. So as maybe some people haven't realized yet, we have opened up the basement, the dungeon, and it's all set up with some of our like you know equipment. So we've got our St. Andrew's cross. There's massage tables. We have a few um, like A-frames as well. We've also got a goodies cabinet as well. Um, and we also restock some of the goodies cabinets. So if you guys haven't checked that out, come check it out. So basically, I was going down to grab some ice and went down with my little bucket, <laughs> looking like the bucket is the same size as me. So when I say trying to walk, it was... So you look like the Sorcerer's Apprentice in uh, <laughs> Fantasia, Mickey Mouse with, <laughs> Pretty with the much. buckets of water. Pretty much look like, yeah. I was carrying like a backpack size bucket. And so I'm, I'm going downstairs and as I'm walking past the St. Andrew's Cross, which is at the back of the um, dungeon space, there is this girl who is in, it's a Honey Bidette lingerie set. And for those Honey Bidette girls, it's got all the gold accessories on the back. It's like Kokoro. 
and it's um is got, it pink no one of our friends has one in pink i have the leopard version oh okay, and it okay. comes in an all black version so this beautiful lady was wearing an all black version and so she had instead of her hands cuffed up to the top of the cross they were cuffed to the back of her there's like a, a loop like a little circle on the back of her like little yep um maybe we should post back. an image of this on our story on our instagram just so people get the the image of the lingerie, yeah. Yeah. So basically her hands were cuffed to that with some handcuffs and she was sort of like had her head sort of positioned in the little um, corner bit of the, the cross and she's sort of arching over, pushing her bum out. And there is another girl who's got kind of like a handheld vibrator vibrating her from underneath and then there's another guy who's holding her neck back and like making out with her. Mm. So I'm walking past and I've just sort of – not notice until I've put the ice in and then I'm starting to walk back up and I hear this moan and I just shot around and had a look and I was like, (gasps) (laughs) because I didn't expect to see such a in-depth moment going on. But it was a a unique way of using the cross because most of the time I see people just, you know, with their hands at the top of the cross and spreading their legs. But this one was like, it was almost like she was bound and bondaged up by her own lingerie while she was getting pleasured in two different ways. Mm. But I thought that was quite sexy. It's a unique way of using our dungeon space. Well, yeah, there's no there's no hard and fast rules for how to use the. the well, cross. no, but it was so creative to the point yeah. of it was just a, a little trouble that I just didn't expect that sort of thing to come out of them. And what continued to happen while you were watching? Well, I mean, I walked very slowly after that, but um, <laughs> it seemed like a lot of waterworks was going to happen uh-huh. afterwards. She seemed like a, a bit of a squatter, but actually, I will give them credit for this. There was a towel down. Oh, really? There was a doubt. All this preparation. There was preparation. This is why I'm assuming she was a bit of a, a waterworks squirter type of person. Mm. But no, it was good because like like the you could see the little vibrator was being used on her clit and then he was like, um, you know, rubbing her boobs and like pulling his hands down her bra and just like pulling her head back and stuff and kind of, I'm assuming, sticking his tongue down in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming because this is what I would want to happen. So. Yeah. It was a very delightful sight. Indeed. <laughs> so if we can gather a little bit of information about what we like. So my story was more about that slow build-up. Somebody who went from being an exhibitionist who was enjoying the moments of just, you know, taking in the crowd and just the atmosphere to... Yeah, like uh, in my mind I made these sort of assumptions about what she was interested in and then it was completely changed when I saw what she was getting up to later on in the evening. And then, and, mine, and as she was leaving, she was just like, nothing had happened. She probably, I think she brushed her hair when she was probably saying, you could not tell that she had been. Us in- ladies do like to make sure we don't look like a disheveled rack when we leave. And your story was. <laughs> My story so, was something. And your story was about that, just that hot, intense moment of just like. Well, yeah, it was like, pure. I just seemed to walk past them during that. Like, cause I don't remember noticing this particular trouble or couple or single. Like, I don't really know what their connection was, but I don't remember seeing any of these people walk in. And for me being the person at the door, it meant like I didn't really notice them that much until I came down and saw this scene. I must've been just in the middle of it because of the moans and like, you could just feel the heat and mm. the energy coming off them. Yeah. And that to me, it was like, Oh my God. It's tough though. Something when you, I, I've been in that sort of situation down in the, in the dungeon area when mm. I'm getting ice or doing something in the back of house, yeah. but to walk past it and you see it and it's hot, but then I want to keep watching, but I've got to get back. Cause you, and you there's no melting. way to look. Without, obviously, you've got to turn around and then face away from them to get back up the stairs. Yeah. 
And normally it, like it brings on, people around as well. So you've kind of got to have to shuffle between people as mm, well. And it's not like you can, it's not like you're going in that direction. When you're going, when you're walking in to get to, to, to the back of house area, you, um, you can watch what's going on and just sort of slowly walk, but there's no other way apart from when you're leaving, which is sad. <laughs> it's really only sad when we're working. Just a question for you. What do you think is a appropriate amount of time to to watch as a staff member? Because sometimes I <laughs> I do not feel comfortable standing there watching because I feel like I'm intruding. I think anything more than like 30 seconds is too long. So even 30 seconds is a long time when you think about just standing there. Okay. If you're just standing there, I would say five seconds. But I'm just saying like within in capturing the whole moment. So like walking past them, picking up cups, having movement to you. Anything longer than 30 seconds, I feel like you're there for a bit too long. I mean, given this might be something, you know, that the patrons or the clients are looking for, though. Do you think people want us to watch? I mean, there's definitely that voyeurism and exhibitionism that goes on where people enjoy having, I guess, staff members or having the people. Anyone. Yeah, anyone sort of watch them. I mean, I know there's definitely that element of... I mean, I've been told by customers, it's if they can secure one of the staff members, it's kind of like ticking off the the top of the list box or something. <laughs> like I've had people come up and tell me like, oh, if I could just fuck your bartender. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not the bartender. So OSS bartender on Instagram strikes yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know there's We're definitely We're watching you, OSS bartender. <laughs> there's definitely that element um, of, you know, that unattainable but attainable sort of yeah. achievement. Which, as you could probably tell from this conversation, is much more attainable than it seems. <laughs> no, the watching part is fine. Oh, no, no, anyway. the watching part is fine. But there's definitely, like, it's definitely one of those sort of, like, things that people really, really want to try and do. Like, mm. don't get me wrong. I remember when we went to Les Chandelles in Paris, there was that really, really hot bartender. And I was like, oh, he would be really lovely to just get my hands and claws stuck into. Mm. So I, can, I completely get the customer side. Yeah. Because also, like... We're obviously the confident ones as well and we can show you around and we can take you down those, you know, those little hallways into the creepy little spots. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. You have promised us stories from Club V. So (laughs) Club V was last week. Basically, this was probably the most successful girls event Club V that we as OSS has ever put on. I do want to say thanks to all the amazing staff that helped us out with it. And also we had the amazing Sam Vidora put on a performance. DJ Jesse James was there. And we also had Leah doing some um, on-site portraits. But overall, we had probably in attendance over a hundred beautiful women attend, which... (laughs) Guys, if you're listening, 100 women in one venue is pretty goddamn hot. And it was one of those types where my style was a little bit more of the whole, um, I was going for the whole sort of madame look, just because I was kind of like running the event and wanting to make sure everyone was having fun. So I was in these sort of like hot shorts with this white little leotard and this leopard print bra that kind of came out and had a big bright red lip on and high heels and I was sort of tottering around um but I found with Club V a lot of the women once they entered and they put their bags down the lingerie was on straight away there was no that sort of like waiting and let's wear our pretty little dresses it was lingerie it was their latex it was there was quite a few women who actually wore oh, like the the, the underbust bras where they had like little pasties on yeah. and it was kind of like the outfits were, they had them ready to go. So there was no like fluffing about. 
It was, here's my beautiful outfit. Here's my beautiful style. Let's get mingling. I must say though, ladies, we do like to mingle quite a lot. There was quite a lot of talking and I'm very grateful for Sam Vidora's little wet fire show that went on because I think after that, all the women started getting to play. (laughs) But before that, everyone was mingling, talking, having a chat, having a champagne here and there. And then, yeah, and then after the show, everyone sort of progressed upstairs. It's hard to sort of describe, but the energy is very, very different when it's all just females. It's very sensual, at least from my perspective. I did also have my first seven girl orgy. So that was uh, exciting. Well, details now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like these details should be just for me. I'm kidding. You can't can't drop this lure and then not tell anyone about Um, it. So it was basically, it's kind of like, you know, when you come to the club and it's like all the rooms are full. We, like the group of girls that I was with, we were kind of like searching all the rooms, going through the orgy room, trying to find a space. And then we went to the, like the end room and found a, you know, a space. And we were like, oh, it's kind of small, but us seven girls can fit on this bed. We can make this work. Um, There was a lot of shifting, a lot of changing, but, you know, two strap-ons came out, one double ender and lots of vibrators. And (laughs) (laughs) when I say lots of vibrators, we had one that was plugged into the wall, one that was handheld (laughs) and one that was wrapped around a girl's neck. Did you need three-phase power for the vibrators? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was sort of, um, I think because we were all vibing quite well off each other, it was, there was no sort of like off-limits sort of, activity if that makes sense like we all there was a hand here there was you know lips here there was a yeah there was no like there was no hesitation to any no one was having any sort of like it It was was a big big pile of people that were all okay being sexual with each other yes exactly so it was like all seven us were like we had all talked about it as well we're all like oh do you want to come in do you want to come in and we had all consensually said yes like let's all get involved Nothing's off limits. There was, you know, a little bit of anal play going on. There was strap-on going on. There was like a, I'm going to call it a worm, where there was like a girl fucking one girl with a strap-on and then the other girl was going down on another girl while another girl was sitting on her face and then the other girl was sucking at another strap-on. Wow. That's like a worm, right? Yeah, I mean, in yeah. My, <laughs> in my mind, it's a worm. <laughs> anyway, there was like things like that and then it was just so fluid as well. Like it's sort of, it's just all like super fluid where you could just... You know, one girl would go to another. It probably, in my mind, felt like I went for hours. But to be honest, it probably went for like half an hour. (laughs) But there was a lot of, again, waterworks going on. There was a lot of orgasms. Um, There was a few first-time things for me. Like I fucked two girls with a strap on and then we were doing some like anal play. It was actually all just quite, you know, adventurous. Mm. And then after that, I also had another girl who fucked me with a strap on while I was going down on a friend. Um, And then I had another friend who was, oh, I made a girl squirt as well. I know it was very exciting. It's one of my close friends. It's actually one of your close friends as well. I made her squirt for the first time. So that was very exciting. How? With my fingers. <laughs> I'm not telling that technique to you. Oh, that's rude. Um, I also, there was also a girl who had never, like she'd played with girls before, but had never really, I guess, like gone down on a girl. Like it was all kind of like just kissing and touching. There was no actual third base, I guess you can call it. So there was a bit of that for her and that was quite a big thing for her. And then there was also when I did take a break as well from the 
I guess the seven girl orgy. I did have a little wander downstairs. There was a whole bunch of like rope play going on. There was a lot of suspension. There was so there was king stuff going on. There as was well. king stuff was going on as well. So there was probably I would say three quite dominant groups. So there was like the kinksters. There was the more um, gender fluid, more female only base where they just you know either were gay or lesbian. Um, and then there was the sort of bisexual females. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. Oh, so it was more like, like you had the, like everyone was obviously there just for the women, Mm -hmm. but you had more of like the kinkster based people where they just wanted to interact with like just kinkster style. And then you had the more, the women who just wanted to do like no toys involved, just wanted to use hands and fingers and just be fluid with that sort of stuff. And then you had the sort of the bi women who either have partners and they're just sort of experimenting for the first time. Okay. They were the, the three dominant groups. But what was the overall vibe of the party? Very relaxed. Like very, um, I say relaxed in the way that like it didn't feel like there was a lot of pressure to do anything and nobody felt forced or what they were doing was wrong. Like there was a, a lot of consensual, um, you know, permission asking going on. There was a lot of, hey, I'd love to do this with you. And it was very much like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Like it was very much, very fluid. And aside from your obviously very fun seven- female person orgy orgy. how much play was happening i would say after the performance it was maybe like 80 percent of the group played okay and when i say that it was only because when we went searching for rooms pretty much every space was utilized even those couches in the middle Mm. of the like the three private rooms okay but I also think it kind of went in ips and flows. So it wasn't just like consistent play. Yeah. And like I said, women do like to talk. So there was a lot of mingling, a lot of talking. Yeah. But there was definitely like my, like mingling between the groups. Yeah. But I think play sort of happened between kind of like the same sort of people. Like I felt like there wasn't a lot of swapping and changing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And how, how different... Is I mean, obviously, I know it was quite different when obviously it's a it's a regular night where it's both male and female attendees. But what what was the energy variance between those? Uh, you know, a regular night and mm-hmm. club B. I found the women were a lot more liberated. I don't know if that's maybe because they felt more comfortable expressing what they wanted to do. There was maybe less testosterone in the room. Well, there's obviously less <laughs> testosterone in the room. Um, it, was, it was just a little bit more, like liberating is like the best word I've got. It's just like, you know, people wanted to experiment more. There was more, um, I don't know, it just felt more like relaxed and liberated. Okay. They're the best words I've got because it's just yeah. like I could see like there was women who I knew who I've played with before who have partners and they were just like, you know, exploring different avenues, talking to different people. Some of them were, you know, doing a bit of bondage, which I've never seen them do bondage before. Like it was just more, they were more adventurous. Okay. What, more when you say like it's more like liberated, like what, so you're saying like the male energy brings a more of a what? Uh, like from my personal experience, sometimes like having that male energy can make me feel a little bit more self-conscious. And this is just probably just coming from, you know, certain positions that I might be in. I just feel a little bit like very much out in the open. And unless my mindset is in the exhibitionism, I can feel a little bit self-conscious. Whereas I think with this sort of thing, it was less judgment. It was a little bit more open. People were very encouraging, very, you know, oh, babe, you look amazing. You look so excellent in that. Or, oh, you look exactly like this or oh my God, I wish I could wear that like you do. You you totally rock that outfit. 
Um, so I think it was more complimentary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed to flow a lot easier. It's not like we, we wouldn't love you guys to be there, but it was definitely something to experience and 100% would do it again. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Jessica. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to shoot on to question time. We're running out of time, so we only have got time for one question each. But you've got one and I've got one. Mm-hmm. I can pull up for you. Do you want to do your question first? Because I feel like I just dominated that conversation. Sure. Okay. So this came through on our Instagram. So you can obviously send your questions to our Instagram, Twitter, email us, info at our secret spot, or just jump on the contact page. However you want to get in touch with us, we will be happy to hear from you. So this question came through from a lovely lady off Instagram. Hey guys, loving the podcast so far. We're a youngish couple, me, female, 27, and he's 29. We've read your website a couple of times and obviously listened to the podcast. We've had sexy talk about having another couple join us. But we're still not sure what to expect when we come to the club. Do people just get straight into having sex or is there something more? We love the idea of flirting, seducing others, and being seduced. Just want to know how it actually goes on any given night. Thanks. So I think they're asking, obviously we explain on the website you know, there's no pressure to do anything with anyone and, you know, there's a barrier and all that. But they're asking, what it, what it sounds like she's asking is, does this actually happen or is it... Because obviously we tell stories that are just about sex usually. Obviously my story earlier explained there was like dancing and all this sort of stuff. So so there's... It's definitely not that confronting when you walk in. We do want to... Like obviously things happen inside the club, but the way that we've also designed our particular club in Annandale is you walk in and there's a bar. So it's not straight full frontals. Given there are some couples who do like to, you know, jump straight into it, but there's a lot of mingling we find, you know, majority of it is mingling before. Yeah, the first couple of hours at any given night is is mostly mingling. You probably won't find many people upstairs except for the really keen ones that go straight <laughs> upstairs and start, start fucking. But well, it's also because they've probably got some pent-up energy and they're like, oh, just got to get this out. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is that you could stay on the ground level for almost the entire evening and it's just like any other bar that you might have been to in the past. There's a pool table, there's a dance floor, there's stripper pole that you can do dance on if you if you feel confident enough and there's no pressure to do anything or go anywhere else but that that level yeah so there's never any pressure on any given night you go at your speed and at your level yeah and so people do love that aspect of just being able to talk and like she says seduce and be seduced um and then you know if you're feeling that energy with another person another couple whoever you can then go upstairs and then to be honest sometimes that is you know, the best part about it. Like I know there's been definitely nights where you and I maybe early on we've gone and, you know, attended as a couple and Mm. we may not have matched with anyone, but we've had such, you know, sexy and flirtatious conversations with people that, you know, that was enough for us for the night. And we went home and banged like rabbits. The build-up is is fantastic a lot of the time. It's uh, It is fantastic till it bursts all over your face. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny because we were talking about coming on people's faces earlier. (laughs) Not this conversation. Not this conversation. Maybe we'll do that. That could be the next podcast. Where have you come, weirdly? Weird places you've come. Okay. Um, Your question. So my question is, hey, I'm a bi guy. I know you guys have pendulum parties, but I'm just wondering if it's okay for me to come to any other night. I just don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Had to put the smiley face in. Do you maybe want to answer that? Sure. So I'll answer it in a two part. So... He's, this person refers to Pendulum Party. Pendulum Party is a party run by uh, By the By podcast, Bradford and Angela. And it's a play party that accepts and welcomes 
bisexuality, from any gender. So there's a lot of, in the regular swinging world and our parties, where bisexuality among women is completely acceptable and normalised. Uh, however, we were finding that bisexual men were severely under, underrepresented and probably didn't feel like they had a safe space to do so. That's why the pendulum parties came along. So what this guy's asking is he's a bi guy, but he wants to come on any other any other night and will that be okay? The answer to that is yes. You're always welcome. Like any other play situation, it's always about communication and expressing to other people what you're interested in. I do want to add a little note into this. Um, we do have a, a bi couple um, so they are two men who have attended Pendulum quite a few times, but they now also attend our regular nights. It's probably like you just said as well about the communication, but it's also just, you know, not, um, I guess, pressuring people to accept because for some people, it's still quite a new concept for them, given we're very open and very liberated and, and obviously accept all, but just be, I guess, aware that you know some people can be a little bit confronted it's kind of like you know for some other people bdsm is quite confronting it's just getting them normalized to it so yeah. just have that conversation with them yes you guys are more than welcome we we have couples who attend we have bi guys who attend we have bi um you know couples who are happily married that attend um i mean i've seen nights where two guys are getting it on instead of the two women. So it's definitely accepted and that definitely happens inside the club. Yeah. So. And we try to, as the, the operators of the club, we try to instill a culture within the venue that no matter what someone is interested in, there's no shame in that. And it might not be for you, but don't shame that other person or don't make them feel bad for what you don't enjoy or understand. Just accept that it's there and then move along. Yep. Well, unfortunately, that's all we kind of have time for because we rambled on a little bit too long today. Um, however, again, if you guys do have any questions or want to ask us something or want to hear something in particular, you know where to find us. So Twitter, Instagram and Facebook are all our secret spot. You can email us through info at oursecretspot.com.au um, or you can even give us a call or chat on our phone line. 0478131. Seven, six, nine. Yeah. Lawrence picked that one out. <laughs> also, guys, if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, all the obligatory podcast stuff, it really helps <laughs> us. Uh, we are ranking a little bit higher now on uh, the Australian sexuality podcast or something like that, which is great. Yay. It's Ooh. only our third podcast. And leave us any feedback if you would like to just ask us something just behind the scenes. You don't want a question read on air, just you want to find something out um, for you, for yourself in particular feel free to hit us up there and we'll see you next month awesome bye guys bye third time's a charm is it really okay so this uh this <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just so you know, that's the questions for today because Lawrence can't read. That's going in the outtakes. <laughs>